What is up, internets? Welcome to another episode of Randy King Live with. This week on the show, we have Chris Pendas. He is a friend of mine from the uh, Virginia area who is a person that dabbles in open source information gathering. And so the whole purpose of the show today is for you to understand what open source information gathering is. In this episode, Chris and I dive into open source information gathering in the real world plus online tips and tricks on how to use open source information gathering for both uh, defense and offense. So weaponizing it for yourself, as well as making sure people don't gain too much info from you. And we go over just a general overview of what this is, what this means and where it's going. So take a listen to me and Chris talk in depth about open source information gathering. And then of course, as always, join us on Patreon for a talk on travel safety because Chris also does travel reports. As always, if you like the show, please like, subscribe, YouTube, on our Podbean, on your player app at home. All support is always welcome. If there's a guest you want to hear on the show or a topic you want us to cover, get a hold of us and we'll, I'll do it. I'll talk to anybody about any topic. So enjoy the episode with me and Chris. I hope you get a lot of value out of it and we will talk to you soon. Welcome to another episode of Randy King Live with this week we have my friend Chris Pendas on the show. He is, we've been talking back and forth about doing this episode forever, but we're both adults with careers and it's hard to lock things down. So this is the episode I've been promising you for so very long that people keep emailing me about, hey Randy, when are you doing the open source information gathering podcast? Well, this is the one. This is Chris. I'm very happy to have him on the show. He's been on the show before. We did a debate podcast, right? Correct, yep. Correct, yeah. So Chris has been on the show. I'm excited to meet Chris. I would have already met him if COVID didn't shut the world down. And uh, Chris, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? All right, my name is Chris Pindos. Um, been working in security and uh, probably since 2005, 2006, something like that. Uh, I was in the military, Marine Corps, uh, private security, contracting, executive protection. Um, now I work for the State Department in the Bureau of Overseas Buildings Operations as a security specialist. A pretty badass resume. I uh, and, I, uh, told, oh. I told drunk people no. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, what one uh, uh, caveat here or, or disclaimer? All my all my uh, everything I'm saying is is my own opinion and doesn't represent any organization that I work for or have worked for in the past. <laughs> I think that's a good this go. That's a good one to throw. <laughs> heads up. This is just Chris talk. This is not training talk. That's right. <laughs> Chris, this I mentioned earlier, well, earlier before the show. Uh, this topic is fascinating to me because as social media and as people feel the need to tell people everything that's happening is growing, the need for security in this area is increasing exponentially. And when I look at self-defense, it's a holistic approach, right? So having good insurance, know a good lawyer, right? Don't, don't eat fried chicken every day because heart disease might get right. you away before some mugger does, right? Uh, this is, I think, one of the least talked about aspects, and I think it's going to go up. Parts of self-defense is protecting yourself in the online world. And not even online, because I know that open source information gathering goes past just online. But I think the online component is the thing that is is shifting the most. So first off, why don't you give like an overview of what open source information gathering is 
and then uh, we'll start talking about it further. Sure. Um, open source information gathering is just that uh, gathering information from a source that is publicly available anywhere. So it doesn't, we talk about it being mostly online because we live in a, a, a large digital world nowadays <clears throat> and the internet's so prevalent. I mean, everything's, you got it in your hand 24 seven um, or at least available to it 24 seven, most people. It, but it also goes into any other thing like newspapers, magazines, anything that anybody can get their hand. You go to the public library and they have all the, all this historical record. That's all open source information. So it's not necessarily just, a lot of people only look at it as the internet, which is a huge part of it, obviously, because a lot of those other sources can now be found on the internet, archives, public data, all that kind of stuff. So it's basically using information that is a publicly available to anybody to uh, turn it into intelligence for your own means. Right. And let's, let's, so the word intelligence, because open source information gathering and intelligence are all very like, uh, tactical terms if you're not in the uh, in that world and like i said earlier right like you have your great resume i i told drunk people no um <laughs> so if we're going to boil this down to self-defense how would you define intelligence as to to like the regular person what is intelligence so basically information is is everything it's all around us we're always being bombarded with information from social media and news websites the tv the newspaper even in like my condo building there's like stuff on the elevator more information right this is everything that's all around us. Intelligence is, if you want to boil it down to a very simplistic definition, is information that pertains specifically to your needs. So whatever that may be. So if in, when it comes to the stuff in the elevator, it may be when the elevator is being locked down for people to move in and out or announcements within, within the community or whatever. If that information is relevant to me, that's intelligence for me. If it's not, then it's just information. Interesting. And that, so it's usable information for whatever your goal happens to be. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love that. So uh, let's talk a little bit about open source outside of the internet because I really want to focus on the internet thing, but I also don't want our listeners to have a very uh, narrow, incorrect definition. I have a little story uh, about um, using open source information to uh, dick with one of the instructors here at the gym. So a couple of years ago, one of my friends, he had moved and uh, he didn't want to tell anybody where he lived. He was just being weird about it. He's in like that paranoid state. You kind of get into when you start self-defense, you're like, oh, everybody knows everything. And then they get a little weird and you got to find that medium. Um, so anyways, he left a piece of mail face up on his dashboard in his car of his new address. So I decided <laughs> to show up and just give him a housewarming gift. He's like, how did you, what? Did you? And so just that kind of stuff is important. So Chris, why don't you right. tell the listeners, like, that's just a stupid example that I like to dick with people, but that was intelligence for my goal of showing them they need to calm down a little bit. But like, what are some examples of open source gathering? Like you said, other than the, like, where would you look for intelligence um, in the world outside the internet? Like what's a good resource other than, like you said, the library? Well, it really depends on your goal, right? So like if I'm a real estate agent and I'm looking for um, information on a house permitting to see if they made their right, uh, they have the right permitting to do the expansion they did or whatever, you would go to your, your local, you know, office, your, your uh, I forgot the name of the office, I'm having a brain fart right now, but you would go down there, the public records, and you would pull those public records, you know? Right. Uh, so that, that's, a, that's a really easy example. Um, there, I mean, it could be, um, I mean, if you're just looking at, if you want to take your family on a hike, through this trail, you go to the place, you get the map, you, you know, I mean, if I didn't have it online, I'd go to the place, get the map, study the map, find out what I need to do, what I need to bring, how long it is, all that, all that information and take it home, prepare my trip for whatever it is. That's all open source intelligence. Like people have this perception that it must be 
you know, um, you know, something like, oh, it's related to, you know, national security or it's related to this or that. And it could really be anything. It's not specific to 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 one specific genre, I guess, or, or, or topic. It's like you said, holistically to anything, anything you need it to be. Right. And I think that's the point I kind of want to bring up. It's not always nefarious. It's not like international secrets. Everybody right. does open source information gathering every single day. When you decided that when I decided to pick this pop guard for my mic, I checked every single pop guard, look right. at reviews. That's all open source, right? And using that right, right. Yeah. intelligent gaining for the goals that I'm looking for the information. Right. Awesome. Right. So, Open source information for self-defense is kind of where we're going to focus this uh, this topic. How do you think people can help, not on the internet yet, there's a whole bunch of things I want to talk about on the internet, but in real life, what are some tips you would give people to try and teach them to give away less information that maybe they don't want people to have? Um, I think just paying attention to what you're putting out there, you know, um, and, and that can go as, I mean, it, it could be as simple as you're at the PTA meeting and you're talking about things that you, you know, just in casual conversation with somebody, you're presenting this information. Because, I mean, open source intelligence gathering could also be gossip. You know, that's just the human intelligence aspect of it, right? So if you don't want people to know your business, just don't tell people your business. It's kind of the biggest thing is be very, or keep your circle tight. You know, it's the same as like, if you're on social media, you put your privacy settings up. Why would you do it on that, but not face-to-face -to, -face to people you don't know, you know, like right. it doesn't, it kind of is the same thing. Just one's real life and one's digital. Exactly. Perfect. And that's the exact bridge. Move on to the digital space. Now, what I think the interesting thing is, is I would love to think that what you said is pretty common knowledge, but I'm learning more and more common knowledge. Isn't that common? So for the, uh, the online, for the in-person part, that makes sense, right? Play cards, close your chats, tell people what you want to tell them. Why do you think people throw this away online? Like, I know people in person who would never say the things they're saying online, checking in at places they're currently at, or mm -hmm. you know, giving out information that would never pop up. Why do you have like a theory on the distinction of why people online feel it's okay to overshare? Because that's what I'm seeing is a constant amount of oversharing. Well, I, I, I mean, I guess you could kind of boil it down in a couple of ways, um, depending on their personality, I guess, you know, and this is, I'm just, thinking out loud here, like, so one, the internet is a filter, right? We, we, in order to go through the internet to look at stuff or do whatever you're, you, whatever you're trying to do on the internet, you have to go through a device. So there's a filter there. It's not you and somebody else. It's not you and some organization. It's something in between you. So that kind of plays, a, I, I would think plays a psychological role in that where it kind of makes it less, even though you know it goes everywhere, it's less because it's in your room, in your house, on your device, versus you're out in the public and open it's just like kind of like a a sense of you know safety almost even though you know it goes to more people you have more reach on the internet than you would ever go outside screaming something in your in your parking lot you know so uh i think that's that's part of it um another part i think uh is also the need to fit in i guess you know almost because you see people like i don't want to check in anywhere but like you see people always checking in because it's it's almost like a sense of um uh like an ego where like like nobody cares where i checked in i got coffee you know nobody i'm like i bought this whatever coffee and you know nobody cares oh i can't hear you anymore i lost you oh am i still here can you hear me now oh wait there you go okay maybe it was on my end sorry i just weirdly uh, wasn't talking that's probably the issue <laughs> oh okay <laughs> so yeah so it's like 
people it's like it's also kind of part of an ego you want like, it's the same thing like why why like um if you look at like how instagram changed their like algorithm and their and how they show they don't show likes anymore right right because they were saying that it's it takes people's uh creativity away because they're chasing whatever people like and instead of doing their artistic creativity to create new things and spread and do all this whatever all these they're only doing the same thing over and over and over because people like it you know and it's kind of the same thing i think people will share more it's more of an ego type thing they want people to know more feel feel connected with other people i mean but that that's just what i think i don't know looking at what people do i'm like why would you share you bought charmin toilet paper from save a lot i don't know like that's just doesn't make sense to me you know <laughs> that makes total sense i think i love that you pointed out that it does feel less personal when you're doing it in your safe space right you're in your house you're on your couch mm -hmm. nobody's there right and you're you're sharing these thoughts and feelings that you wouldn't share in public. So it does give you, even though you're right, more, the logic doesn't check out, but the emotions really seem to, right? The, right. you know, even though more people see it, I don't get to see what their reaction is. I don't get to see their body language. I don't get to see uh, the things that might make me feel icky for saying that thing. And they feel really safe. It's the whole keyboard warrior thing, right? Mike Tyson right. has been going around saying like, a lot of you have been punched in the face and it shows, right? <laughs> like <laughs> you go back, I'm turning 40 soon. So I'm in that weird, like it's, I'm called an older millennial. Fucking love that term. Older <laughs> millennial, which means I like grew up without and with the internet at the same time. Right. Right. And yeah, it's definitely, people are saying things online that they would never say to a person because I think you're right. They feel, they feel safe. Do you also think that because social media is so new, it's such a new technology. It's only like 20 years old, right? I'm older than social media. And I'm obviously right. pretty old, but social media, I'm older than social media. Um, that the repercussions of doing that are not as well known and integrated as lipping off in public seem to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think for sure. The, Cause we don't, we base every, everything we do, right. We're like looking at like, like it's all precedent, right? Like mm -hmm. so-and-so did this and this is the outcome, you know, like you get spanked when you're a kid, you don't do that. Well, maybe you do, but you, you should, in theory, you shouldn't do that again, you know, right? Cause you know what the outcome's going to be. So the same is like, you wouldn't give somebody your credit card information that you don't know. Like, here's my credit card, go borrow it for a day and it will be good. You know, cause you know, that's how you, you wouldn't write, you wouldn't, you know, ask your neighbor to hold your box of gold coins. You know what I mean? Like, like, cause you know, the outcome is probably going to be what it is. Um, and I think for social media and, and things on the internet, there isn't that precedent to go on yet. I mean, there is now we have, we see a lot of it now, but earlier on in the nineties, you know, yeah. things that people were doing and sharing and stuff, probably, you know, and even today they still do a lot of sharing and stuff, but I think people it's, it's people who aren't caught up to speed with the repercussions yet. They don't, it's not like, or they think, Oh, that won't happen to me. It's kind of the same as let's all jump off this bridge and you know, it'll be fun. We'll swim back to the shore. Oh, I would never break my legs, you know, landing in the water properly or improperly, you know, so same kind of idea, I guess. I, I think so too. And I, I really uh, appreciate that thought process on it. So let's go kind of into more of the social media thing. So going later into the conversation, I want to talk about happy mediums because it's the same thing with self-defense. Like you don't want to be the guy that lives in their basement with a tactical hula hoop being like, no man will approach me because then you can't do fun <laughs> stuff, but there needs to be some kind of education on open source. Now, I want to talk about data mining a little bit and the, the term data mining being people looking for information from you. Data mining is open source information gathering as well when they do it online. Perfect example of these things that I have been caught victim of it because I used to do them all the time is the name your favorite pet. Who was your first crush? Who was your right, whatever? Right. 
why are people, can you go, if you have any examples, like even that one, why would somebody, why is sharing something like that bad? Why is me telling, um, you know, Joe in my group that my cat's first name was Tiger, a bad thing on social media? Why are these things so prevalent? Well, it gives you, it gives you, uh, they're, they're asking common questions to passwords, right? Like, so you're, you're giving away potential, you know, ideas for your passwords, you know, and, and it makes it, you know, if you have um, a program that can run X, Y, and Z, you know, looking for these passwords, you're just kind of speeding up the process, especially when they have things that are like, you must have 14 letters, half have to be capital and then special characters and, you know, 27 numbers and all this other stuff. Yeah, that's designed to make a program take a, a phenomenal amount of time, million years or whatever, you know, to crack it. But when you start giving them ideas of stuff, it kind of like defeats the purpose of having a really good password. It just um, make, makes it a little bit easier to either guess. You know, I, I've had friends where like, I'm like, hey, let me see your phone. And because I know them really well, I just, I'm like, I think that this would be their password based on, because there's four digits, right? And I'm like, I think I can figure this out. Boom, I opened it and I gave it back to him. And he was like, how'd you do that? I was like, well, I, I kind of, figured what your path, it's not that difficult, you know, cause I know you, you know? Like, so, I mean, it's kind of the same idea. You're just like giving out this information that has the potential may not, I mean, the way I pick my passwords is not anything like that. Like none of those things would ever, those, and also those are also common questions for when you go to reset your password. Like what was your first Pontiac? What was your, you know, or first uh, car or whatever, you know? And then uh, whatever and so if you go to reset the password people can start hacking you and getting into your stuff that way as well so it's not even just guessing the password it's also going around the system of having a strong password because you're giving away potential answers to your um uh password reset and then you're kind of what do you do after that you know <laughs> uh, nothing and that's the thing i've had some people who've lost their password kind of i don't know if it was via this method but you know once you somebody else has your password it's very hard to prove that you're not them it's it's a weird system because it's all digital right so right, once right. You lose it, it's gone i think that's really important to uh, point out is not only because i also don't pick my password that way but only because i know this the common right. way to pick password is you know something you can remember so pick your favorite pet or teacher and you know what's your favorite number what year were you born or whatever or your kid was born right it's, the people who are data mining, like you, I don't, honestly, I don't go through Facebook and delete stuff. I don't. So right. and I don't think most people do. So if somebody really wanted to get a hold of your information, they can just scroll through your everything all the time mm -hmm. and start collecting that info. I never knew or thought of. So when you said it, it made sense, but I didn't think about it before the password workaround. Cause yeah, you're right. right. It's always like, please tell us your first job. And then what is right. the first, the name of the street you lived on? Right. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's totally correct. So I, as a data miner could go to somebody with money. So not me, but somebody with money to take <laughs> their money or their account, go there, hit a forgot password, then get the reminder and then oh, wrong email changed email. And then I have total control. That's so well, that's one, that's one idea of it, but think about it from like a normal everyday person perspective sure. is like, let's say <clears throat> not even thinking from like self-defense as far as like stalkers and things like that, you know, right. think about it as like, you have X amount of followers on your, 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 your business page, right. Mm -hmm. And you're running a business page and somebody who doesn't like you or somebody who's a competitor or whatever does that hacks your stuff and does a whole bunch of messed up stuff, says a whole bunch of things that are completely inappropriate or sending messages to little kids or something, whatever that affects you. How do you prove it wasn't you? That's you know what I mean? So, and, and think about like, 
these influencers, like this is like they use social media to gain, you know, a, a mass following and they use that to pay some of their bills or whatever. They see, you see it all the time, hack that hundred thousand or hack that whatever, you know, in their little profile. Right. And it's like, that's, that's the, that's kind of the a, more of a reaper or think about it as like, even if you're not one of those people, you don't have a business page, you're just a regular person. They go in there, they get information on your family on, on free. Hey, what, what, what's your address again? I need to put it in my phone. You know what I mean? Like different things that they maybe, you know, shouldn't have, you know, like they can go in and pretend to be you and do other things, you know, and then think about it. If they did want to steal your identity, for example, you know, not necessarily steal your money, but you know, they can go in one thing, then use that one thing to change something else. And then they could steal all your stuff. You know, it's like, kind of like the old, uh, you know, how do you get a fake ID? You go to the library and you take out a card and you take that card over here and then you do this and then, you know, and then you can go to the DMV. You got five things that show you have who you are and you're the right age or whatever, or the right name or person. Now it's just more digital. They just go through your digital profiles and they change things and they can kind of assume your identity. It may be long enough to take out a line of credit and you don't even know about it yet. You won't find out till you run your credit score or something like that. You know, these, and I'm just thinking out loud here. These are just different potential, um, you know, vulnerabilities, I think, or risks. Well, this is why I wanted you on the show, right? Because like I was saying, this fascinates me, but I haven't had time to really look into it. And these are all aspects I didn't think about, right? Ruining a business or even hostaging your business for resale, right? You have a hundred thousand followers, give me 10 grand or you don't get them back, right? You could hostage right, right, yeah. use a ransom, etc. Um, I love your parallel to getting an old fake ID. And I think that's the reason why this show is so important is while the goals are the same and the methods are the same, the tools are different. And this is where I think right. people are, are the, the, the gap is, is, you know, I know how to not do mail fraud, but if they're still sending out letters about Nigerian princes, people are still sending princes money, right? Like they're, right. this has it, this is still working if they're still doing it. So with the evolution of this, what are some of the things that people should look out for online? Like the, you know, it seems so um, innocuous. It seems so fine to like share, like who cares who my elementary school teacher was? Well, potentially person, right? So what are some tips or do you have any tips on this for maybe social media to start on what not to share? And then I have a question after that. Well, I think, I think for social media, um, it, it's not really so much what not to share. I mean, that's a huge part of it. But it's like, who are you sharing it to? Who's in your group? Who can see your stuff? Who are you communicating with? You know what I mean? Like, should you have like every last person you ever met in your life? Maybe if that's, you know, it depends on what your goals of social media are, but then you have to be more selective in what you're sharing. You know, um, I think, I, I mean, some couple tips is know who you're sharing to, know who your audience is, are you public, are you private? Who can see it? Can friends of friends or whatever, whatever, anybody t take that into account. And then before you post something like think think about it. Like, should I be posting my feet on the beach while I'm on vacation and everybody can see my profile or should I do some lag posting and wait a little bit, you know, like just think about what, what do people need to know about this right now? Does anybody care? You know, like, and then kind of make a decision off of that. And, and a lot of times you see these, anything that's kind of like, what, what were they called? Like chain mail back in the day. Is that what it was called? Where like, if you don't like this, some boogie monster is going to come under your bed and get, you know, the same idea, the, like anything that's like, like this kind of like trying to reach mass followers, copy and paste this into your status or, you know what I mean? I just, just avoid those things. Why? Like to me, I, I mean, maybe people enjoy doing them or whatever, or those like test this to see what your personality is or whatever. Like I would just recommend avoiding all that. Cause that's like, that's just, that, that's like 
data mining. You know, they're trying to get information. You have to share like who you are or, you know, like sometimes they have little pop-ups like share your profile information with this entity or whatever. They're just collecting information and they sell that information to other people. You know, it's, it's, it's weird. And it's not, not necessarily illegal people, you know, like doing like nefarious things. It's like, it's like maybe they're doing it for who marketing purposes, they can market to this demographic and they're just doing it and they use it for research purposes, but you're still giving away information voluntarily. I, I, I would just caution anybody to just give out stuff to people. They don't know who they are. You know, I agree. Uh, so I give the advice of a, a term you use, but I want you to walk the term out for the listeners lag posting. What do you mean by lag posting? Um, so you're on vacation and uh, you're 12,000 miles away or whatever. And you're like, hey, guys, I'm on vacation. Look at this great beach. And then you post it to your social media and everybody sees it. Now everybody knows you're on this great beach 12,000 miles away and nobody's at your house. Right. Potentially. I mean, yeah. they don't know the specifics, but they can always just do a drive by and see if somebody's there. And then like, oh, now I can just break into their house or I can I know they're not, you know, pay attention on their social media. So when they gave all those uh, they filled out that survey the other day, I can start trying to hack their account, you know, because they're on the beach and they're not playing on their phone or whatever. Right. Um so the lag posting would just be waiting till you get back and just post when you get back, wait a week, you know, you know, you can even post, I mean, post it the same. I had a great time on the beach, whatever, you know, just yeah. wait a little bit. And, you know, I wouldn't want to post that I'm out somewhere when everybody's going to know you're not there. Just try and wait a little bit. When you get home, you can post it. We had this, I love it. I've never, that's such a clean term for it. I always just tell people to wait. And same thing here. We are working with this group called Sweat Angels as a charity. And so every time somebody checked in at the gym, a dollar would go to whatever monthly charity it was. And I was like, it's weird. Cause I'm like, you're t literally telling people where you are all the time, but we need to do it to get the money. So that's what I suggested. I suggested lag posting and call it lag posting, but I will now, which is like, do it on Saturday. Be like, I was at the gym this week or whatever, right? If you're not there. Right. Cause right, why are you giving people real time information on your whereabouts like that's weird like my favorite one of my favorite uh logical disconnects in my brain is when people are like bill gates is gonna put a tracking device in us sent <laughs> from tracking device in my hand right like you right, have a right. cell phone they already phone. did <laughs> yeah, like, you understand that this guy right here you can't really see it my phone right here is it's telling it's telling everybody everything it whispers and talks and you know there's so many youtube videos of people being like, I don't own a cat, but we're going to talk about cats near my phone and they get cat food yeah. uh, advertisements. And right, stuff, right. right. So number one, be aware of who you're sharing to. Now, number two, like don't overshare, like you like get your ego out of it is kind of what you're saying. Lag posting is another really good way to do that. There's a new trend going around. I'm always, now, now that I'm looking into this, I'm, I'm the dude with the hula hoop, right? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the one that's going around right now is the share a GIF of this. I don't see any potential information gathering from the GIF. Um, is there anything there that you can see at the moment? Like maybe we'll come out there. I don't know. I haven't seen it. So I don't, I don't, I don't oh, see so, it yet. So. so they'll be like, they'll be like, with a GIF, describe what you think is inside my head. And then like people put like the little tiny, like stupid little pictures as opposed to like giving out information. It's like a choice. I don't see anything wrong with it yet, but I don't know. Uh, I don't see anything not, like from how you're explaining. I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm not, you know, I haven't seen anything about it yet. I haven't heard anything. And I mean, again, I'm not like the world's foremost expert on open, open source intelligence and stuff. I just use it for my own specific purposes, you know? Um, right. but to kind of go back, uh, to the, to the lag posting too, and the checking yeah. in, um, 
it's also not only telling people real time where you are, it can be used like later on to see your trends. So what got me start, what, what I think connected this on, on open sources, I did a series on Instagram on my stories where I was talking about different, different things about open source or intelligence in general. And then people were asking questions and stuff that was initiated by a guy following. Um, he was a stalker of, uh, I don't remember all the details. I'll see if I can pull it and send it to you later. But he was a stalker of a celebrity, and basically he uh, looked through her social media and looked at the reflections off her glasses and all her photos and then basically triangulated all her favorite places and then went and that's how he made contact with her. The same thing when you're checking in. You're creating a list of places you like to frequent, and you can always put together somebody's profile or where they may be potentially um, by looking at that as, as historical data. Just scroll through their stuff, and you can start pulling that information. Um, and people like – I mean I wouldn't – you know, like I'm too lazy to do something like that. I'm not going to go scroll through somebody's 20 years of, of feed. But one, you don't know if there's a program out there that does it. Uh, and two, don't underestimate how dedicated somebody can be when they want to do something. So, right. I mean, it's a, so there are people who are going to do it, you know, like that guy went through all of her posts to figure out by looking in reflections and then looking at maps and figuring out. That's a lot of dedication there. There are people out there who do that. So especially if you have something they want, you know. So oh, I agree. Have you seen the Netflix documentary? Don't fuck with cats. Have you seen that one? Yeah. 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 What where they found out where that guy lived because of the goddamn vacuum he had like people yeah. with unlimited time and access to the internet can find almost anything. It seems like that's, that right. was a very big aha moment for me. Like, Holy, like this vacuum's only sold right. places and trying. And it was so crazy. So for, cause social media is not going anywhere <laughs> until it, I, it's probably the downfall of our society, yeah, but it's not going anywhere till then. Um, what are some like ideas or tips or you, things you would like people to know? So they're just joining social media for the first time. What are some things you would tell them to help them wade the waters? Oh, that yeah, put me on a the spot there. Um, <laughs> never really thought about it. I guess um, thinking about it, like never trust anybody is who they say they are or who they're portraying that they are. I mean, you can put whatever you want on social media and you can, you can, Proceed, you can make the perception of you being somebody completely different or literally somebody completely different. So um, never, I don't really trust anybody unless I know them. Um, and uh, just be careful, you know, make sure you understand your privacy settings. That's a huge thing. It's like, make sure you know what options you have uh, and then how to use those options, you know, and have a goal for your social media too. I mean, I mean, unless you're like a kid, you know, that that's a little different, but as an adult, like there should be a goal on why you're using social media. I, I mean, if you're starting a business or you want to connect with old friends or it's just easier to stay connected with your friends that you already have that way, that's fine. You know, no big deal. You don't have to have some grand scheme or something, but just have an understanding and then create your privacy around that, you know, to meet your needs and then have a plan for yourself. Like as a business plan, like I, I don't share certain things. Like I don't share certain things on my Instagram because I know I have X amount of followers and there's people, I don't know who they are. I don't know if they're bots. I don't know. You know, I try to go through and delete those that I think are, you know, not real people but you can't, you, you don't know. So there's certain things that I just do not share on there that I will never share on there. And there's some things I'm a little bit more liberal on, you know, like I'll tag where I go to the gym because show up, let's, let's do it. You know, but if there's a, you know, I'm not going to, you know, post my family, you know, tree and all this other information on there. I'm going to make you work for it. Go find it yourself. You know, it's not that it's not there. It's just, why would I hand you something? So kind of take that approach if you're new to social media or even on social media is, is take the approach. Why make it easy for somebody if they're going to be looking for information on you? Just 
make them work a little bit for it. Even if it's, you know, I know I look back at some of my old uh, stuff on Facebook, like statuses or whatever. And I'm like, Oof. I was like, oh, I want to delete it, but I'm not going to delete it. I'm going to leave it. But, oh man, this will be a reminder for me next year when it comes up in my stories again or whatever. Right. Um, but just, you know, kind of take some thought with it, you know? And I think that's the most important thing is this technology is so new and we don't even know what the ramifications are. I forget where the, the quote comes from, but it takes like humans like 75 years to adapt to a new technology. Like we just got used to light bulbs all the time recently. So we're nowhere near 75 years. On right. Yeah. And it's changing dramatically. And it's affecting everything. I don't want to get any too deep into that, but it's literally affecting everything, right? Like it could change opinions. One person's video getting shared can change like the minds of a jillion. Everybody thinks they're an expert because they have a platform. It's a really interesting right. place to be, right? So um, privacy settings, let's, if you don't, I don't know, I know you're not a Facebook expert. You don't work for Facebook or Instagram and stuff like that. But I don't think a lot of people know their privacy settings. Like there's in my, because I'm not also that good at it. There's a couple different levels on Facebook and Instagram only really has two, right? It's have a private account or a non-private account. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really like I, when I set up my privacy settings, like I, I will spend time with it when I'm doing it. Right. But I'm, I like if I was planning to do like a post or something, then I would try to like memorize it and like, you know, be a little bit more in depth. But I just look at it as I'm going through. And then if I'm like, I don't understand what this is saying, I'll just go start using some open source intelligence gathering to find out what it means and how it applies to me. Um, no, but seriously, yeah, if I don't know what it is, I'm going to go find it. And then I'll be like, okay, that makes sense. I'll leave this on or off. And then whenever I go visit it, I have to do the same process again, because I just never remember what, what, uh, what, what means. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's what I was trying to get at is every, this is, this isn't Chris telling you how to work Facebook. This is him saying, or Adam myself, go to your privacy settings and learn what those mean. Yeah. Like whatever social, right. I don't know what TikTok has. I'm not going to go research what TikTok settings are. You need to understand the platform you're using all of us or a lot of us are in the modality of like oh here's my apple agreement that's 18 pages agree i just want my new right, angry right. birds right like i don't want to do this anymore so i think that we should all spend a little bit more time on this if you are a person who's like training for self-defense and like situational awareness that also occurs online as well and this is this is the bridge i think that people need to cross is that like Chris said earlier, we exist digitally, some of us more than in person. Like some of us are, some of you are YouTubers that are behind a screen who don't even see people and they haven't met in person and digital. So apply that awareness to social media as well as, um, as your own life. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. I think people should, and I love that you said, have a plan for your social media, right? Cause, uh, I, I'm a social guy, but like a real life social guy and social media is exhausting a little bit. Um, there's certain people I don't mind talking to. Chris is obviously one of them, but there's, <laughs> it's honestly like if I didn't run a business, I would not be as prolific on social media as I am because right. there would just be no need for it. I can go say hi to my friends at a local establishment. Um, so we were talking about open, we got open source information gathering, kind of a definition. We realize it works in the real world and also works online. We went over some of the uh, some of the tips that we could do, right? So, like lag posting, I think is really important. Let's talk about gray area, happy medium. Like, we don't. Well, I at least I don't want people to be like totally tactically locked down, but I also don't want you to be totally open. So, what what's a, what do you think a happy medium is for like that? So, using lag posting is a great tool for a happy mm -hmm. medium, right? So you can still show people you want a vacation but show them after home from vacation. Is there any other things like that that pop up the top of your head 
that people could do to kind of keep that gray? Um, uh, I mean, the biggest one, I mean, is just know your audience. Like that's the best to, cause then it doesn't really matter what you share. If you, if you trust everybody in that audience, then you, then, you know, like, like, I like, like, you know, I have family members that are, like my mom doesn't have friends on her thing that she doesn't know in real life. Like they're literally people that she talks to all the time. And you know what I mean? It's people yeah. she wants to share that way. And like, we have our own personal family pages that are only family members that we only allow family members to follow us there or people that close friends that we, that we see all the time that we trust and stuff like that. I would never let somebody I just met follow that same page, you know, and so we can share family stuff, you know, so that that's, you know, again, have a goal with it, you know, and know your audience. That's really the biggest things to, to take away from. So let's say I'm going to, I'm going to pigeonhole you a little bit, uh, just so you know. Uh, so we're let's go to the self-defense realm of people that like can't potentially know their audience. So you, Chris have more social media followers than I do on Instagram. You can't know all 15,000 of those people. That's almost impossible, right. whatever you're at. So let's say we have somebody now talking purely self-defense. They need to make a living online. What are some things they should be paying attention to? Some red flags that they should look for when people are communicating. Like, for example, how do you determine if somebody's a bot or not? Like, what are your basic steps on that? So I go look at their profile and I see like, do they have a real profile picture? Does it look like a real profile picture? Is it somebody, and, and then I look at their posts, their followers, their following, and then I look at who they're following, and then you kind of can get a profile of that person. It's it, and it's time consuming. It's not like it's a, a quick thing, you know, like, oh, nope, bot, bot, bot. Sometimes it is. I look, and they're like, they ain't got a profile picture. They don't comment. They don't do anything. You know, like, I've never heard from them. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to delete this person. If they if they like me, they'll follow me back. If not, or whatever, I lost. I don't really care. I lost a follower, whatever. Um <laughs> So, I mean, just looking at it and making a determination, is this person, somebody I know, no. Do they look like they're a real profile or they look like they're a scam profile? You know, cause I'll get like random messages pop up and it'd be like, hey, and it'll be like 14 other people on it. And they say some random stuff. And it's like, hey, why don't you come be my friend? I need somebody. And I'm like, what, what is it? Delete, you know, like report, you know, I report so many people when I get spam oh, shit really? like that, I report them all. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Cause I, I don't, I'm like, let's get rid of that shit. Why? It's like, it's my civic duty. No. <laughs> It's like, you don't want it to be bothering. Every, I mean, that's not, it kind of defeats, it kind of hurts social media having people like that. And it makes it like a bummer for everybody. You get to eat like stupid shit. Why am I getting this? You know? Um, so I'm like, I'm going to get rid of that, you know? Uh, but yeah, look at it. See, see, uh, does it seem like it's a real person? Are they posting? What are they posting? Cause I'll, I'll delete people. I don't want following me. Like if they're posting a bunch of racist stuff, it's probably the same guy who's writing racist stuff in my comments. So I'm just going to block him anyway. So, uh, it doesn't really matter. I mean, but some people may not they may care like, Oh, I need a hundred thousand followers or whatever, where I'm like, I, you, you know how it is. You go up and down. I lost a thousand followers like in three months or something. I was like, all right, well, Hey, I hope maybe you got all the information you needed from me and you're better off now, whatever, you know, right. at the end of the day. But I think it's hard for people to do that. Cause a lot of times you want that validation. People want validation. Like I, Oh, I have X amount of followers. Cause when people, they like, like uh, when I meet people, I'm like, they're like, how do I best, you know, getting contact. I'm like, Oh yeah, just use my Instagram, you know? Uh, Cause I don't always give my, my, my company email or my LLC email address to people. I don't want to give my work email address or my personal, you know? Right. So I have a couple of throwaways, but like, I'm like, yeah, just find me on Instagram and you can, and then they'll be like, Oh, you have 15,000 followers. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's so people, you know, really care about that, you know, and, and that validation. So they don't want to delete people, you know, but I'm just like, just delete them. It doesn't, what purpose does it serve other than a, a vulnerability or a risk for you, you know? Um, so just look at them, make sure they look real. And then if they're not, just 
get rid of them. If they're, if they're your friend, they'll come back, you know, <laughs> or they'll ask you about, why'd you delete me? You know? And if they're real and they're a friend, like, I don't think, especially social media people are like, why'd you unfollow me? Like, they'll be like, what's going on? Like, I thought we were friends. You're like, oh, you're a real person, right? But yeah, I, right, right. I think when people, and I, I love that you talk about the pressure for social media, especially for up and comers, because Instagram has an interesting bar for entry of 10,000 followers. You can start linking out from Instagram. So a lot of people, I think, eat that crow to get to that 10,000 because mm. it gives you a benefit. I know TikTok has a very similar approach, like X amount, you could do this, another X amount, you can do oh, okay. Google shares and stuff. So the, unfortunately, it's almost like, and I don't think it's on purpose, maybe it is, I don't know, but it's almost like the platform is encouraging the bots for the information gathering so they can advertise better etc so you can have x amount like Could who be, yeah. cares if you have two followers if you want to share a link like what what the f is the difference like to right, anybody right. right so i think that's very interesting at least to me um would you advise somebody i think you already said it but i'm just gonna kind of like put it into like a little quick tip <clears throat> having separate accounts for the personal and the business like having very separate mm -hmm. accounts like don't run everything off one account right right oh yeah definitely definitely um th there's only like problems with it that like c come in like i would completely delete facebook if i could but i can't have like my staying safe page without having a personal page first so i have to have them both so i would delete my personal page because i don't ever i hate everything that comes on facebook and my page so i don't even want to look at it you know i literally only have it so i can share stuff from staying safe you know i don't really ever post on my personal page but instagram like i have like only my i have my staying safe one i also have like a travel one for when I travel, take photos or whatever. Um, but I don't have like a personal one linked for me. We have a family one that's linked with my wife and her business and her stuff, you know? So it's like separated, you know? Um, but definitely if you, if you, if you do have like a professional, um, profile or, or professional, uh, page, then you should, and you, I wouldn't share my personal stuff on that page. I would keep my personal stuff. I would advise you to keep your personal stuff separately so that, you know, they don't, it can get really, it can get, it can get really messy when you start putting your personal stuff in your business. It can affect your business. It can affect your personal life. It just, this, it's always good to have that compartmentalization. I, I agree. I learned this myself with uh, some views that I took on some of the events that were happening, lost a bunch of followers. I'm glad they're gone, but lost a bunch of followers because of that exact thing. Right? Like, and right. I, I think the more levels of insulation you can have between your personal stuff and your business stuff is probably good. And even when it comes to, like you said, like if somebody gets your account, a good friend of mine, uh, her account was stolen and it became a nightmare to try and get the account back. Um, and like you said, it's a business page, right? So all of a sudden it's like KKK memes. You're like, ah, uh, like that's not me. Like, right, right. Not you, we don't know. I would say I got hacked if I got, right. you know, like the, the Roseanne thing where she's some race. Oh, I was on Xanax or whatever. You're like, but were you? Right, right. <laughs> right. So but, yeah, like, were you? Yeah it's going to put that seed of doubt in people's heads and really affect kind of your business uh, page. If you're not, if that's right. not the people you're trying to recruit, Chris, you recommended a book to me earlier. Do you want to show the book again to the listeners? And yeah, we'll show sure. it real quick. So the book is called open source intelligence techniques, resources for searching and analyzing online information. Seventh edition by Michael Bazil, B-A-Z-Z-E-L-L. I know I'm going to be ordering it. I think it's really important that we understand this. We're coming up on time for the free part of the show. We're going to talk to Chris a little bit longer over on Patreon as always about this. But uh, I think if you're really, really into the self-defense world, 
you need to understand the online world. And maybe not for you, maybe for your kids or your spouse, maybe you're a shut-in, but your uh, partner has some kind of online business. You need to understand all the potential for this. Now, obviously there's way, as with all self-defense, there's way more good interactions and bad interactions when you go into the world or you go online. But the bad interactions are bad. And if your partner is attractive, or even if they're not and somebody's locks onto them, then we might get the talk like we had about uh, the celebrity and the triangulate triangulation from the glasses and all the crazy stuff that happened. Chris, in closing for open source, can you kind of just sum up again one more time what it is? So what is open source, basic recommendations, and then go into some promotion of what you do. All right. Yeah. Well, before we, before we go with, sure. the, with the closeout, um, I just want to say also that open source isn't always a negative thing. So like, right. although we're looking at it from a defensive posture and in, in the personal safety self-defense world right now, you can also use it as an offensive measure as well. You can go and you can look, use it to, you know, before I do a, uh, like a home assessment, like for, for uh, uh, hardening the home, you can, I can use Google earth. I can use different, there's a bunch of other, you know, um, tools online that we can use where we can prepare and set up our house the way we want. We can see avenues and approaches that we didn't have before. We can use it for gathering information like you would for a, um, an advance. You know, I go out there and I'm, I use it as an internet advance and I look at the location. I find all my different avenues of approach, you know, my vulnerabilities and I can use it for good things. I can use it to research how I'm getting from point A to point B and where, how close is the firehouse. And, you know, when you're traveling, you go in, you know, I, I do these travel reports for, for people sometimes um, where it's it's travel intelligence and um, travel information where it tells you everything about the country you're going to and then specifically how you may be vulnerable or risks you may encounter and in mitigations for those. So you can use it for yourself, not just traveling, but home domestically for your for you're looking for a new house. You want to see what's going on around there. How close is the fire department? How close is the police? What are the crime stats? What are this? That's all offensive means you can use open source intelligence for. So just to make sure that everybody understands, you know, it's not just protecting yourself by against people attacking, but you can use it to your own benefit as well. So you can help it to increase the odds of your success as well. That's awesome. And that's Absolutely. a very good double side of this coin because there is no, like you said, open source gathering isn't necessarily defensive or offensive, right? Any tool is a tool. It depends on the use of the tool, right? Hammer to right, build a house right. or kill the homeless guy. It doesn't matter. So a hammer, the intent is always important. Awesome. Chris, why don't you right. tell the listeners where they can find you? Um, so you can find me most of the time on uh, Instagram at staying safe underscore self-defense. Um, also, uh, I have a website, stayingsafellc.com. Um, so that's where I post most of my articles and videos and stuff. My, my Instagram is mostly, uh, I haven't done a breakdown in a while, but it's mostly breakdowns of, uh, of, encounters, whether it's an attack or whether it's uh, something that can increase your situational awareness. Um, so I use that as a, as a short, you know, information, you know, to, to provide short videos for people for information. Um, yeah, that's probably the best places to, to find me. Awesome. So Chris, we're going to jump over to the Patreon. So uh, all listeners, as you know, we have a Patreon $5 level, always bonus content. I want to talk about these travel reports on the paid content. So I think it's really interesting. And that was kind of where I wanted to go with my own business. Cause we deal with a lot of um, white collar, high level, richy pants, people that travel who want, like, they don't want to go sweat in a gym six hours a week, but they kind of want to feel safe. And I think that mm -hmm. education is important. So if you want to listen more to Chris chat about these travel reports, join us on Patreon. 
If not, thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to subscribe, like, all the blah, 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 blahs. Uh, <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week.